Girlfriends, episode number 238, Making Daily Prayer a Habit with Abby Fredrickson. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are talking about that struggle, that eternal struggle to make daily prayer a habit. My guest is Abby Fredrickson. I can't wait to get started. Let's go. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Thanks for showing up. Thank you for being here for the newest episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I've got a special guest this week, but before we get to that, I just want to thank you for being here. If you are a longtime listener of Girlfriends, thank you for your support. Thank you for showing up. If this is your first time checking out Girlfriends, thank you for giving us a try, and I want to welcome you. I hope you're going to enjoy everything that we share here. But before we dive into our topic for this week with my special guest, Abby, I just wanted to share with you that there actually is an in-person event that I'm excited to be a part of coming up at the end of September. So Together in Holiness is a series of conferences, marriage conferences that are for couples that I've been happy to be a part of uh, through the St. John Paul II Foundation over the course of many years now. I think I've been doing these for like seven or eight years with them now. Great organization, always happy to work with them. So this particular event, this Together in Holiness conference is happening on Saturday, uh, September 26th. And this is taking place in two different locations in uh, Sugarland, Texas and the Woodlands, Texas. So I'm going to be speaking at both locations, but one of those locations is going to be broadcast virtually. So you can have an at-home conference experience. So if you don't even live anywhere near Texas, if you do, and you're willing to come out, please check out the information that's available for you at forlifeandfamily.org. I will put the link in the show notes for this episode if you're interested in getting more information about that. So you can register for the in-person conference if you are in Texas, but if you're not, if you live anywhere, you can register for the at-home conference experience. Super affordable. I think it's like $15 to register and you can get access to the talks. You get a lot of the materials. Really a great way for people to, in this time of COVID-19, experience a marriage conference when you can't necessarily be there in person. But I love that this virtual option is opening up the conference to people who wouldn't otherwise even be able to be there, even if it were, you know, even if they were able to all gather together in person in great numbers that, you know, maybe you don't have the time to set aside a full Saturday. Maybe the Together in Holiness conference hasn't come near you at any point. So this is a great opportunity for you to be able to check that out. I'm going to be a part of the lineup of speakers that they have for the day. So you can check out more information at forlifeandfamily.org. Again, that is going to be taking place on Saturday, September 26th. I will have all the links and more information in the show notes for you. All right, now I am excited to share this recent conversation that I had with Abby Fredrickson from the Halo app. I'm going to share a lot more inside of the interview about what Halo is and how it can be a useful tool for you inside of your prayer life. So let's get going. Can't wait to share this conversation with Abby. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girlfriends. I am excited to have a special guest joining us here today. Abby Fredrickson from the Hallo app is here. So first, let me tell you a little bit about Abby Fredrickson. Abby studied English and theology at Notre Dame and is grateful for a job that now lets her use both as head of content at Hallo. Her favorite things include making her husband and toddler laugh, spending time with friends, hearing people's life stories, and being outside. You can reach her at Abby at hello.app. Welcome, Abby. I'm thrilled you're joining me here on Girlfriends. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you because people who listen to the podcast regularly, you're not surprised to hear me talking about the Hello app. I've talked about this on the show before. It's a tool that I love. And so maybe just before we get started, in case anybody hasn't listened to previous episodes, can you share with them just in a nutshell what the Hello app is and what the goals are in using it? Absolutely. So Hallow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app. So it kind of started out of a need that the group of us felt that we needed. So Mm -hmm. our founder and CEO, Alex, he was a huge Headspace user, which is a secular meditation app. And he was kind of starting to come back into his Catholic faith that he had grown up in and reached out to a priest friend and was like, do Catholics have anything like this? And the priest was like, yeah, it's prayer. Uh, (laughs) And so it kind of started that way of how do you learn how to pray? And once you kind of have the basics, how do you make a daily habit of it? How do Mm -hmm. you push yourself to grow closer to God? And we have just had so much fun. And we officially launched in the app store in December of 2018, after I had my baby. So that was crazy. A birth of two different kinds. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I... It's just been so much fun. We've heard so many stories of people who, where it's just this awesome tool to just, our whole point is just to create space for you and God. And we kind of want to get out of the way um, and just make it so that it's accessible for you, that you feel like um, you can just be quiet and spend that time with Him. Wow. Yeah, I love it. So I first became aware of Hallow. I, I was when I met Alex at the Los Angeles Religious Education Congress a few years back. And uh, it was so great because they, there were these young men holding up this like flag that said Hallow on it. And it was like they were going rogue, right? Because you guys were just a startup. And so you didn't have booth space there, right? You kind of have to be established to get booth space. But you got everybody's attention there just by, you know, kind of thinking outside the box a little bit. I was like, okay, I need to know who these people are and what tool they're promoting. And Hallow hasn't disappointed. It's definitely a different kind of app. So, Abby, maybe we could talk a little bit about, before we dive into all the different things that Hallow offers, um, you mentioned you've got a baby, you have a toddler. So I know for me, when I first became a mom, I had gone, it sounds like you, from school, right? Full-time school and being a student and the kind of prayer life you're able to have in that to a very different kind of experience. And I think that's a place where many of our listeners are going to find themselves right now, like adjusting to a stage of life where you maybe there are some obstacles to your daily prayer life that you didn't have before. Have you experienced that? Absolutely. That is, I, I went to Notre Dame and we had a chapel in every dorm. So mm-hmm. even if you weren't very Catholic, you were surrounded literally right. by Jesus's presence everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then into the 
kind of the real world working in nine to five and then, you know, having a baby just totally changes everything. And I think the biggest thing for me was letting go of those expectations. I think Mm -hmm. so often a huge obstacle to our prayer life is feeling like we can't do enough that, you know, I know I fall into this all the time of thinking, you know, I'll have a great prayer life when, and that when might be when I can make it to daily mass, when my kid is older, you know, when I have an hour a day to pray. Um, but the truth is that God wants us to meet us like right where we are right now. Like he, he doesn't want, I mean, he wants us to have a great prayer life in 10 years, but he also wants us <laughs> to have a great prayer life right now. Right. And so how can we sort of change our expectations to, you know, maybe you're not going to daily mass every day because well, right now it's COVID and mm-hmm. most of us can't do that, but maybe I can pray in a different way that I can pray while I'm playing with my toddler or I can pray through the music that I listen to, or instead of watching Netflix, I can read a book about a saint that I admire and kind mm-hmm. of figuring out like being creative with it and figuring out, okay, this doesn't look like what I used to have. And it might not look like this forever, but where, where can I find that time in that space right now? Right. I, I think that's such wise, practical advice. Sometimes we make it more complicated than it needs to be. Right. And yeah. Um, that's kind of an ongoing theme here at Girlfriends where we talk about not making the perfect the enemy of the good. Like the actual good thing you could be doing right now, kind of setting up, well, it's not perfect yet, so I can't possibly even begin. But that's the real place where many of us find ourselves. Absolutely. Um, in your work with Hallow, what what are some of the other kinds of, let's call them excuses, because that's what they are, that you hear from people <laughs> with regard to their prior life? Yeah, I mean, I think a huge one is not knowing where to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fair. It's, there's a huge, huge breadth of types of prayers of, you know, Hey, read the gospels, but which one, I mean, there's so many, you know, ways that we can kind of like overwhelm ourselves from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think, I think beyond the not having enough time and feeling like you can't really do enough. I think another one also is it's really hard to be vulnerable with God in prayer. Mm -hmm. And it's not always comfortable. And sometimes we don't feel the way we think we're going to feel right. Like, We think, oh, as soon as I start praying, I'm going to just instantly be a holier person. I'm going to instantly, you know, not be impatient ever, or I'm going to yeah. feel God's love just all the time. <laughs> and and those are all beautiful things and totally gifts that God, you know, bestows on us. But mm-hmm. sometimes like we don't feel anything. And sometimes, I don't know, our, our prayer life can be really dry. And, yeah. um, you know, like I always think about Mother Teresa and how she essentially didn't feel God for 40 years or something. Mm-hmm. And and just that's a huge inspiration for me of, you know, prayer is a gift. It's not, um, it's not something that we really have ever earned and us moving into it with the expectation that it's going to be a certain way can often like be a roadblock to like really like opening ourselves up to the way God is like working in us and through us. So right. um, I'd say those are a couple ones that we've heard, but that's the cool thing about Hallow is it really, it, it helps you kind of move over those roadblocks by uh, <laughs> Giving you options of prayer and helping you get started and and hopefully not making it feel so intimidating. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some of those things because you mentioned there there are all these different ways to pray, right? And sometimes people feel overwhelmed by the idea of it, right? And it's true. That is a legitimate excuse. Like, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to begin. And you know, the, the church has all these rich traditions of prayer and different kinds of devotion. So what are some of the ones that are available on Hallow and how do they work? For sure. So it definitely speaks to the fact that just making it easier to pick is 
super prevalent. Our, our two most popular prayers are the rosary. You can never go wrong with mom and Mary, <laughs> and uh, the daily gospel where we kind of pick a snippet from the gospel and we pray with it through Lexio Divina. Mm-hmm. So those are our two most popular, but we have so many things. We have the examine, we have night prayer, we have the divine mercy chaplet. We have different challenges. Those are my favorite personally, because mm-hmm. it really, some like one is on the, our father and we go through it line by line. Um, and, and those are really for, you know, if you're looking to kind of push yourself and to grow in your faith, those are really fun. Uh, but yeah, definitely if you're kind of feeling overwhelmed, I always just recommend like starting with the daily gospel, start mm-hmm. with the rosary and kind of let the spirit like show you like what, what kind of stands out and what looks like fun. And yeah. Yeah. What I like is that it for somebody who's very much a beginner with any of those forms of prayer, it really does kind of take you by the hand and you push play and you know, you do so have, you know, the 10 minutes or you know, it's completely adjustable too. Like, do you have five minutes? Do you have 10 minutes? Do you have 15 minutes? Can you spend a half hour? You know, and then once you choose that, you can hit play and it will kind of walk you through the basics of that form of prayer. Definitely. And I think I used to like set a timer on my phone. Like I'm going to spend 10 minutes. I do that too. (laughs) Right. And and I find myself looking at it. Like how long have I been praying? You know, (laughs) Uh, okay. I still got three minutes. Like what do I want to do? And and that's what a huge blessing is, right? Is you can hit the five minute and just forget about it. Right. You're praying for five minutes now. Don't bother. Well, you went sober. Don't worry about it. I just spend time with God and and we'll, we'll let you know when, when it's time to. Yeah. Yeah. I like that because it kind of speaks to the inner control freak that many of us battle. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, and I've told people that before, like just, you know, if, if you're not using the Hallow app, you can use your phone, you can set the timer, but then like put it face down, like across the room away from you. Like you can do that, you know, and kind of give yourself that space. But one thing that I think is important, and you mentioned earlier, like praying is not about that instant feeling that you're going to get. Like, and you might, you might have some of that consolation, but it's not, it's not necessarily part of making prayer a daily habit. What's, what's been your own experience with that? Gosh, I, you know, I grew up in an area that is heavily Protestant and mm-hmm. heavily, uh, very, what's the word I want? Moved by the spirit, you know, okay. they're a lot charismatic, of- <laughs> charismatic, there it is. And I, <laughs> I had a, so I had friends and we'd be at, you know, retreats and everyone was crying. And I was like the only person not crying. Oh my gosh. Right. And thinking that, you know, that that was somehow reflective of either my faith or how God loved me. Mm-hmm. And something I'm just so grateful for in the Catholic church is that we really, it, that's not based in Christ. Like Christ doesn't right. say, hey, you have to feel me in order for me to be there. He just says, I'm always with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's been a huge comfort for me. Um, and and I think so much of that is is that faith aspect. So whenever I'm going through a period of not feeling God, which I went through after my son was born, really uniting myself to Jesus and leaning on Jesus and leaning on Mary and finding solace in the fact that here are two people who felt very alone, who felt far from God at certain points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jesus calling out from the cross, like, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? But they always knew that God was there at the same time. And I think that that is, if we continuously just continue to love God and continue to keep showing up, 
you know, maybe we don't receive that consolation in this life, but we will in the next. And there's that like beautiful hope of our faith. Yeah. And I don't know if that made any sense, but oh, it does. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I'm always telling people that prayer is like, it's about showing up. Like, yeah. just did you show up? Did you, did you, did you do that? Because, you know, you're not always going to feel it and it's not about feelings. And I I think for some of us, that is an obstacle though, because we have that idea in our heads, like I'm going to be like floating on clouds after my, my daily meditation or, um, and, and sometimes you might, but the times when you're not, I think sometimes that's even more valuable because imagine the gift that is to God when you're showing up and it doesn't feel like there's instant gratification in it for you, that you're just, you're doing it out of a, a, out of love and out of commitment and out of discipline. Yeah. And you're not asking anything of God. You're just there to right. love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the big thing that I know is a legitimate excuse for many women is that they feel like they don't have time. And I know I've struggled with this for years. Like, when am I going to find the time? Do I do it first thing in the morning? Do I do it when the kids are, you know, napping? Or do I, at the end of the day, when I'm exhausted, I'm probably going to fall asleep doing it. Um, But what advice might you offer to somebody who says just that? I just don't have the time. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I think that there's two things that I was thinking about when I was thinking about this. One is that we probably do have the time, but we're just not that creative about our time. And that's something that I really have been working on very Mm -hmm. slowly is instead of seeing it as like, I just can't possibly fit anything more into my day, looking at my day and being like, where do I have like five minutes? Mm -hmm. And a huge help for me has been like transition times. Like right after I put my kid down for a nap or like right after he goes to bed, kind of these moments of like a natural break in the day Mm -hmm. um, have been helpful. But really, honestly, for me, where I'm at in my life, and I think where a lot of women are, is is realizing that we can pray throughout our days. That prayer isn't doesn't have to be separate from all other parts of our life. You yes. know, we, yeah, like we don't have to be in a closed room like that. And that's beautiful. That's a wonderful way to pray. But but you can pray as you do the dishes, as you change a diaper, as mm-hmm. on a work call. You can pray for the people you're you're talking to. And I that's been like so freeing for me because I, I used to think about my sort of success of my prayer life based on how many minutes I've spent in prayer. Mm-hmm. And when I would finish an exhausting day, <laughs> I'd be like, I don't even know if I talk to God today. Um, where if I just am just kind of trying to always be conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's been also like having like reminders of prayer around my house, <laughs> mm-hmm. like having, we have a little like morning offering that we've just like printed and, set on our table and mm-hmm. just like things that always kind of remind me, Oh yeah. Like I can like bring God into this. That's what he wants us to right. do. Um, yeah. that's when and, and honestly, like being gentle with ourselves, like, you know, it's, it's okay. God, God loves you. <laughs> uh, he just wants to talk to you. And so, right. you know, I think that that's, that's been really helpful. For me. Yeah, I think that's such a huge helpful reminder. Like God yeah. knows all about it, right? He knows all about all the stuff you're dealing with, all the things you're balancing, your crazy schedule and all the different demands on your time. And he loves you right where you are. So I think that's such great advice to look for ways to more integrate prayer in your life, right? Rather than, and and you, for sure, I think it is important to have time that's set aside, even if it's just five minutes, I'm always telling people like, you've got to, you've got to do that, like start with something like that. But 
equally important to be kind of cultivating a spirit of mind and a spirit of heart of turning toward God in all the moments of your day. You know, when you were describing that, I remembered um, years ago, I used to write a regular column. And one of the most popular columns I ever wrote was called A Mother's Liturgy of the Hours. And it was just walking through my day and the different prompts that I had in my day as a mom toward prayer, praying for these little people I'm caring for, praying for my marriage, praying for, you know, the people that I'm serving with the meal I'm making and that sort of thing. And I felt like people really responded to that because we have this kind of false conflict set up in our minds, right? Like prayer life, mother life, like they can't both be together. And I know, I mean, I have felt jealous sometimes of religious communities. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Tons. Yeah. The the other voice for the app is Francis. He's a seminarian and he'll be like, yeah, I just spent an hour in prayer this morning. And I'm like, I can't remember the last time I had an hour for myself. (laughs) But I I think it's also worth noting that Jesus came in a family. He lived Mm -hmm. as part of a family, his whole childhood and up until, you know, and, and it's a lot, we don't see that in the Bible. But um, we know that it happened. And I think right. that it's beautiful. It's beautiful that Jesus is saying, hey, like family life and prayer and deep love of me are go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to, I mean, being a nun, being a priest, those are awesome vocations, but like you can still be growing holiness uh, wherever you are. Right, right. Yeah. God put you there. He called you to that. And yeah, exactly. yeah, you don't have to work around it to get to exactly. grow in your relationship with God. So yeah. speaking of growing in your relationship with God, one of the ways that we all know that we we need to do that is through times of quiet in our lives. So uh, talk a little bit maybe about the importance of doing that, of having quiet space in our lives, of times of reflection, um, times for silence, and and how the app supports you inside of reaching that goal. Absolutely. So I actually used to be an extrovert until <laughs> I had a kid and now I am an introvert. <laughs> and survival think, mode. <laughs> yeah, it, must be, it makes me laugh because my husband is the most introverted person. Uh, so we've always laughed at each other, but uh, now I'm like, you're right. I do need, I do need that quiet. And I think we all do, even if you are super extroverted and for me, I'm super privileged that I live in a place I can go on walks outside. And that's a huge space for me to acquire yeah. it. Um, but even without that, I think that just really, it, sometimes it just takes a sacrifice. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that took me a while to learn that sometimes in order to find that quiet, to have that prayer time, you do have to give up something. And, and it might be a yeah. good something. Uh, it might be a really fun TV show that we love, or it might be, you know, spending time I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but we, we might have to like sacrifice a little bit so that we can have that time. I think in terms of how Hallow can help with that, I think it, you can set daily reminders on the app. So kind of like a, hey, go do this. Um, right. You know, and then again, in that aspect of just saying, you know, for this, this 20 minutes of the rosary, I'm just going to be here and I'm going to spend this time with God and just letting yourself plug in and just let go of everything else, let go of your to-do this, just like be fully present in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the reminders. I, I like to use those. It'll just pop up on your phone and just be like, quick reminder to pray. And it's so unobtrusive. And yet I am yeah. amazed at how often I needed that little nudge just right in that moment. Just like, mm-hmm. hey, 
pause, (laughs) take a breath. It's going to be okay. I think we all need reminders like that sometimes because, you know, the world is busy. It is distracted. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but when you were describing, you know, this need to kind of maybe even give up something for having that space, having that quiet in your life, that part of it is kind of recognizing what's motivating you to have so much noise in your life. Like, what is it? And for, I think for a lot of women, it's that kind of FOMO, like fear of missing out. Like I have to be checking Instagram. Why? I don't know. Like I I don't need to be checking Instagram. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, but do you, do you experience that? And do you see that uh, among people in your, your peer group perhaps? Oh, for sure. I think as humans, we're afraid of silence, uh, mm-hmm. especially recent generations. We, we're not used to it. Right. It is overwhelming. I think sometimes I've had times without power. You know, we used to lose power a lot growing up because we get storms in Michigan. And, and I remember being like, oh, what do, what do people do? Right. And, you need to look. Like, <laughs> and I think that um, learning to be comfortable with silence is a lot of it is learning to be comfortable with ourselves and learning to be comfortable with all our thoughts and our feelings and the things we're going through. And I mean, I, speaking for myself, I know I've avoided times in prayer because I'm going through something hard and mm-hmm. I just like, don't want to deal with it. And so I'd rather kind of fill my space, fill that time and that sound with, uh, with a TV show or with mm-hmm. other distracting things. Um, right. but really where we grow the most and find the most like peace is really through letting ourselves be quiet and giving ourselves permission to, to just rest. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And I think Hallow is great at that because the, those periods of quiet can be built in, right. To like your 15 yeah. minutes, perhaps that you're going to spend in prayer. I know I'll use the one for um, the daily gospel readings and the kind of Lexio Divina that it, it walks you through. And if you pick one of the longer ones, you're going to have longer spaces of quiet in there. So you might start with the shorter ones if you're uncomfortable, but then work your way up to those longer ones and you'll have that longer space of silence. And I've been amazed in my own prayer life that what what I end up filling that space with, right? Just being present, just being present to God sometimes, or, um, you know, some petition of my heart that I wasn't even aware of, or some need or something that I'm struggling with that comes out of that quiet time that otherwise, you know, if you're uncomfortable and you're kind of, you know, always just filling your, your space with noise, you wouldn't even ever become aware of that. Exactly. And I think that's a huge reason why we start pretty much all of our sessions with some moments of deep breathing and of taking a minute because Mm -hmm. that transition into prayer too. I mean, it's hard to go from running, running, running to like, boom, I'm praying. It's like, we need a little bit of time to like settle our minds and settle our hearts and ask God to be with us in, in a special way. And you know, really prepare ourselves for silence because it is totally a practice. I, I usually tell people, like start with the minute meditations mm-hmm. and, then, you know, do a five minute, then try a 10 minute, you know, we're going to have holy hours soon, which I'm super excited about. Um, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So I, I think I did, a, um, you had one during Holy Week because on Good Friday, I think I did like a holy hour and that was wonderful. I actually wasn't able to be in a church, of course, as we all have been experiencing during this time, but I just went on a walk in the woods and it was a beautiful time to spend in prayer. So I can hardly recommend that. So I'm looking forward to those um, more regular holy hours, but let's talk for a minute about meditation. Like people have funny ideas about what it is, 
is it even Catholic? Like, can you do that? So maybe you can just give us sort of a meditation 101 for people who might not be familiar. Totally. Well, first of all, yes, it is Catholic. (laughs) A great spot if you're looking for something to read actually is the catechism. There's a whole section on prayer and they go into it. It's a really great depth. Um, I'll give a little bit of kind of a little shortened version of it, but Mm -hmm. basically the church teaches that there's three main types of prayer. So you've got vocal prayer, which is all prayer that is oriented around words. So like the, our father, the liturgy, like all these ways that we express to God, you know, praise or needs or forgiveness, all that. Mm -hmm. And then meditation is obviously there's meditation in other faith cultures. So you have like Buddhist uh, meditation, uh, you have secular meditation, but really uh, so the catechism, I love this language. So they describe it as a quest, which I think is just a great word for it because it's Mm -hmm. really a quest to getting to know God, to getting to know what the Christian life is all about and how to live it out. So with Christian meditation, the main thing is that you have something to focus on and then allow God to speak to you through that. So really the church recommends, you know, you could use uh, books. So sacred scripture through Lexio Divina is a type of meditation, uh, writings by the saints, icons, sacred music. Um, actually, the rosary is meditation because mm-hmm. you are praying the Hail Marys. And as you do, you are meditating on these moments of the life of Jesus and Mary. So so yeah, meditation is super steeped in Catholic tradition, which is right. awesome. Uh, yeah, it's ours, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And the cool thing about meditation is then it can move into the third type of prayer, which is contemplative prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like to think about it as like, if meditation is about us, like actively seeking God by meditating on something holy. So it's kind of like our action. Mm-hmm. Uh, contemplative prayer is allowing God to seek us. And it's really just opening ourselves up, being silent before him. And uh, I, I I don't know if you've heard of the, the story of St. John Vianney meeting the peasant who was in the Eucharist and, and the Eucharist said, I gaze at him and he gazes at me. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like that. It's like letting ourselves gaze at Jesus and him gaze back at us and letting that just fill us. Yeah. Um, and all these work together. And one is not better than the other, you know, and it's, it's all part of growing um, closer to God, but all three are super awesome and like yeah. cool to kind of facilitate and, and, and learn about and grow into. Right, right. It's It's been my experience, like we are built for that. We are made for that. And yet sometimes we have to peel back a lot of layers to get to where we're comfortable with that, where it becomes a natural thing. But we're made for connection with God. We're made for this. And yet as you were describing it, I'm thinking what a countercultural idea, right? To allow ourselves to be seen, to be vulnerable in that way. I mean, you read the saints and it, it takes lifetime to Mm -hmm. get there, right. To be able to, most of us can't just sit down and be like, I'm going to enter into contemplative prayer right now. (laughs) It's a life. Push the button. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I would, (laughs) you know, it's a lifelong like learning of how to, and we, we get there through vocal prayer, through meditative prayer, through opening ourselves up to how God is moving in our lives and through scripture and through the people around us. And yeah, the ultimate goal, right. Is that union with God um, in heaven and also on earth, you know, it, it, 
it's really beautiful. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, it is. There's, there's so much to be gained there by, by stepping into that, getting past that awkwardness, getting past that discomfort that you might feel in trying something new. Um, but you've talked about some of the prayer options that are available through yeah. Hallow. Um, you mentioned challenges though. Can you explain a little bit about what that is? For sure. So these kind of stemmed out of the idea of they're not really any particular type of prayer, but they were just topics that we felt really interested in and wanted to expand on. So our most recent one is the works of mercy. So we walk through each of the works of mercy and we usually kind of sit with the topic for a while and pray about how do we want to pray with this? So the works of mercy is a series of litanies actually um, kind of inviting us to pray for those who are struggling and then reflect on our own, you know, our own call to serve them. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have like the stations of the cross. The the cool thing about the challenges is we take it so slow. So the stations of the cross is 14 sessions. You know, we're not running through the stations. We're doing one station a day um, and really pushing ourselves to see all these things that we've all kind of learned, right? Like we all know that our father, Mm -hmm. but do sit and think about what does it mean when we say, how would be that name? Mm-hmm. And do we spend 15 minutes just thinking about that? Um, right. So it's really, I, they're so fun. And if, you know, if you're kind of like, I don't really know where to start, like highly recommend. And we also, we do have an intro challenge, um, which I have found myself redoing it because even if you know how to pray, it's super helpful. And we do three sessions on medit- on Christian meditation, three mm-hmm. sessions on Lexio Divina and three sessions on the examine. So kind of like nice. awesome ways of praying and kind of relearning and, and opening ourselves up to how, how that prayer might inform our lives. Right. Oh, that's great. That's a great way to kind of dive in, right? <laughs> and learn a little bit about each of those. Um, but okay, so the it's hello.app. Maybe um, talk a little bit about that word, because I know I heard some people talking about it recently, and they were like the hollow app. And I'm like, no, it's hello. Can, can you explain a little bit for listeners um, where the name comes from? For sure. So hello means to make holy. So it's actually a really cool story of how the name came to be. So Alex, our CEO, uh, his first time ever trying Lexio Divina ever, he did the uh, the passage where Jesus teaches us the Our Father, and the word that stuck out with it to him was hallowed, and that was a really like beautiful prayer experience for him. So he brought it to us and was like, "What about this name?" And we threw out the idea of taking off the ed and making it a verb mm-hmm. and making it to make holy. Like we're all. We want God to make us holy. We want, you know, to help each other become holy. This is an action-oriented thing. So that's how the name came about. And it, 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 it's kind of hard to pronounce sometimes. Like <laughs> when we were first recording, I could not pronounce it correctly. And it, it was such a joke with the whole team. So, um yeah. So, so if people are having trouble <laughs> understanding yeah, or saying the word, you're not alone. <laughs> but I think that's a great story. And I, I love it. I love thinking about it as a verb. And that's really what the goal is of the app anyway. So it's really, it's really perfect in that way. Um, but some people now some people listening, even though they listen to podcasts might be a little bit uncomfortable with using technology for prayer. I know I've used it before, like in a church and felt funny, like, oh, people are gonna see me like on my phone in here, but could you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. I totally get it. I'm not a big technology person, which everyone on the team also makes fun of because Mm -hmm. you are part of it. Here you are making this app. I know. (laughs) Right. 
But I think I think a few things. First is if you are hesitant with technology and, and it is kind of a roadblock, our, our developers worked really hard to make it super intuitive. Mm-hmm. If ever anything is confusing or you don't like the flow, like reach out to us. We love we love people to offer ideas or something that might be helpful that we might not have thought of. Right. Um, but the biggest thing is remembering that Halo, it is using technology, but technology is just a tool. And mm-hmm. the best part about it is, you know, we get in a lot of debates on there's nothing on the screen when you're praying. And some people have asked for like, can you put a picture there? Can you put something for me to, to look at? But what we love about that is that you press play, you can stick it in your pocket. You don't right. have to you can just forget, you can forget that your phone is even there and just mm-hmm. be wherever you are. Um, and so that really helps make it, yeah, you're using technology, but it's just, it's just that pressing play. And then, yes, <laughs> I, yeah. I can attest to that as a user myself, that it is exactly that simple. And I also can witness to the fact that you're very responsive because there was one time that there was some sort of a glitch that I was experiencing and I just hit like, I think it was like contact through the app or whatever. And like, Five minutes later, I had Alex <laughs> emailing me saying like, has this been resolved? And, you know, so I was like so impressed that um, you guys obviously are deeply committed to this mission and um, you have such a passion. I can feel it from everybody from Hallow that I've had contact with that you guys are on mission to bring this this prayer tool to the masses. So thrilled to share with the girlfriend's audience here, but I know you have um, a special offer that people might want to consider if they aren't familiar with Halo and they just want to try it out, like without any obligation, what can they do? Absolutely. So you can go to halo.com. So H-A-L-L-O-W.com backslash girlfriends, mm-hmm. and you can receive a 30 day free trial. So Perfect. the other awesome thing about the app is that you know, there's a subscription option where you unlock all the prayers. There's also a free version forever. So if you try the 30 day trial and you love it, but maybe the price is a little outside your range, you can get so many of the prayers for free, including the rosary and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, we never ever want to make money something that keeps somebody from praying. Right. So, yeah. Oh, great, great. And I'm glad you you mentioned the the different options for um for the, the subscriptions because I know that people are listening who are going to want to do exactly what I did, which is purchase a gift subscription for a young person in your life. <laughs> I definitely did this for my kids and um, they've really appreciated it. It makes a wonderful gift if you have, say you're a confirmation sponsor for somebody or you have a young adult in your life who maybe is using some of those other meditation apps and enjoying it for good reason because meditation is a good thing for you. Um, maybe, you know, help them out. Give them that little nudge with a gift subscription because that that is still an option, right? Absolutely. And I know we're working on coming out with family subscriptions and really, especially with the coronavirus, like making ways so that people have this ability to find some peace in the sort of mess that's going on. Mm-hmm. I a lot of my friends are high school theology teachers and, and they use it in their classes. Um, it's it's Great awesome. Idea. I mean, you can use it with littler kids for sure. Um, but especially those like middle school, high schoolers, like it's, it's really great. Right. Yeah. I for sure used it with our whole family with the divine mercy and um, I'll use it sometimes at night. It's sort of a sneaky way of sharing prayer with other people. <laughs> like my husband, I'll be like, you don't mind if I just put this on, right? It's just night prayer, right? Like, <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, our 20 month old, he hears Francis's voice and he starts trying to do the sign of the cross. Oh my goodness. It's, 
he just like associates Francis with praying, which is oh the sweetest goodness. thing in the world. Yeah. That is adorable. Well, I love it. So people go to hello.app. So H-A-L-L-O-W dot A-P-P backslash girlfriends, and you can get that 30-day free trial. Check it out. Abby Fredrickson, thank you so much for joining me here on Girlfriends today. It's been a joy talking with you. Thank you so much. Hi, we're Jackie and Bobby Angel with Ascension Presents, and we wrote a book. Yay! Ta-da. Um, it's on discernment, which is figuring out the will of God in your life, which can be an exciting and yet exhausting endeavor. It's called Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry, Five Steps to Discerning God's Will. And we wrote it with Father Mike Schmitz from Ascension Presents. You might know him. <laughs> you may know that guy. The book is concise, but there's lots of wisdom for any person that really wants to do God's will. And it's a, it's a journey of trying to figure out what God wants for your life. And so there's a lot of wisdom from things we've learned along the way. There's testimonies and, and parts of our stories to help you out. Really, like this is a book I wish I had as a young adult. Like This would have helped me a lot in my 20s. Discernment is a question we get asked all the time. Where is God calling me? What am I called to? What vocation am I called to? How do I know if I'm supposed to take it, this job? How do I know this? So we wrote this book to help you along the way to give five steps to discern whatever decision you're making and hopefully to give that peace and that joy that will come from making that decision. And the, the main goal is to help you grow closer to God along the way. So maybe not you, maybe someone in your life is wrestling with a really tough decision and you want to give them some kind of resource for encouragement. It's for if you've got a big decision, period. Yeah. So go get your copy of Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry. Go buy one for a friend. Buy one for someone who's not your friend. Love your enemies. <laughs> buy them this book. <laughs> go to ascensionpress.com and get your copy today. Welcome back. Now, before we have to go, I just want to share with you a special invitation for you to be a part of our Facebook group. Do you know about the Girlfriends Podcast Facebook group? This is a private group that's available to you because you are a listener of the Girlfriends Podcast. That's the only qualification you need to have to be a part of this is that you have to have listened to the Girlfriends Podcast. And so guess what? You qualify. You are listening right now. So you do qualify. This is a private group where I like to be able to share with you on a more personal level, get to know you a little bit better. And more importantly than all of that, give you guys access to one another. If you listen to the Girlfriends podcast and you know somebody else does, you have certain basic things in common. And it's really a wonderful opportunity to be able to connect with like-minded women through this private group, which, you know, in unless your friends and family members on Facebook are also members of this private Facebook group, they can't see what you're sharing in there. So it's an opportunity for you to seek support as some members have um, for personal things that might be going on in your life. Ask for prayer support, share the good things that are going on in your life. Uh, maybe ask a question, look for more information about something related to your faith or about parenting or inside of your marriage anything goes, I would love for you to be a part of this group. So how do you join? You do need to make a request to join. And I ask a couple of questions just to make sure you are a listener of the Girlfriends podcast. When you make that request, I ask just a couple of basic questions about a recent episode that you listened to. And once you do that, you're in. So if you want the link, it is facebook.com slash groups slash girlfriends podcast. Now I know that's a mouthful. That's a lot to remember. So just go to the show notes that are always available at ascensionpress.com. You can get that link there, or you can just send me an email. You know, I always love hearing from you anyway. Send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com. I'll be glad to send you the link. 
or a handy way to always make sure you have all the links that are in the show notes for every episode of the Girlfriends Podcast is to text the word GIRLFRIENDS to 33777. That way you can get subscribed and you will always get the show notes sent to your inbox. How handy is that? I know I love this for podcasts that I like to listen to because you know, you're listening to a podcast and maybe you're out shopping for groceries or you're driving in your car or you're working out or you're folding laundry and you aren't able to just go and click over on all these links right away. So here's a really handy way to make sure you will always have the links for all the resources that I share here on Girlfriends in your inbox. Subscribe to the show notes for this podcast. So you can do that again by sending the word girlfriends, text it to 33777. Would love to get you on board. And before we have to go, I just want to invite you to share with me your thoughts, your feedback, your questions that I could possibly take up on a future episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I truly want this podcast to be a useful resource to you. And the best way that I can know how to do that is if you let me know what you need. Let me know what questions you have, what you're struggling with, what I can be supportive inside of your vocation to family living as a Catholic woman. I would love to hear all of that from you. So you can email me, Danielle at DanielleBean.com. You know, I love it. If you will record a voicemail, send it to me at that email address or connect with me on Voxer. The link to do that is always in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. Or you can always connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Would love to connect with you in all of those places as well. And that's all the time we have for today, but I want to be sure to thank you for being here, for being a part of today's podcast. Thank you for showing up. I always love your feedback, but more importantly than that, I love your presence here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being an important and valued member of the Girlfriends community. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension the leader in Catholic faith formation. 